I want to personally welcome President Biden, if he's watching today, <laughs> and other dignitaries around the world. Proven faith. Listen. It will become clearer to those of us who are in Christ in these last days that we are, by the will and purpose of God, being separated from the rest of the world unlike at any other time in recent history. We are, I'll tell you this, I, this was in Great Britain in the last few weeks, two things. There was a Catholic priest, his name was Father Sean, no, no, N-O-U-G-H, no, 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 Father. He was near an abortion clinic, this was in England, in London, standing across, and he was praying. Silently, his eyes were closed, his head was bowed, he was praying. The abortion clinic called the police. They came to him and they said, what are you doing? He said, I'm praying. They arrested him for his thoughts. For his silent prayer. He was in public property. Fast forward a little bit later. Sandra Vaughn Spruce, I believe was her name. She was alone. She was across the street. In a public area. Her arms were folded. Her eyes were closed. She was by herself. The abortion clinic called the police. They asked her, what are you doing? She said, I'm, not, I'm on public property. I'm not disturbing anyone. What are you doing? I'm praying. I'm praying for those who are going into this abortion clinic. I'm praying for those who are working there. They arrested her for her thoughts. Her Christian thoughts were criminal. Now, that was just across the ocean. It's part of the Western culture. We are inescapably part of the Western culture. I hope you can understand that. Because we have, we, we came out of the Reformation with this yearning to be free. And it was based on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this so-called freedom now has been used to be turned against us. So that everyone but a Christian, especially in certain parts of the Western culture, can enjoy whatever they think of as freedom, but we cannot. Not even thoughts. You cannot even think 
We are in the last days. There may be, I hope to God, there is a brief revival that will call and beckon and the Holy Spirit will gather by the will of God multitudes to the sun just before the rapture. I hope that's the way it turns out. And then the rest of the unbelieving world will be plunged into tribulation. The wrath of God will in an exponentially worsening condition fall on the world until the last battle and the glorious return of Christ. Already in our country, in the United States of America, where we have, we're supposed to have speech and religious rights written into our constitution. Those things are being totally ignored with regard in certain parts of this country to Christian behavior. For example, legislatures and uh, bodies of law can create edicts and laws that utterly are unconstitutional and yet are imposed because many of those laws are anti-Christian. To proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and to call out sinners for their sin is becoming a hate crime. If a judge declares that you are a terrorist, if he can find something in the law that says you're a terrorist, you have no rights. You don't have the right to an attorney. You have no rights at all. According to the post 9-11 law that was written just to declare you a terrorist hate speech to say that Christ is the only way to say that a certain unrepentant any kind of certain unrepentant anti-God behavior will send you to hell you must confess and repent and be cleansed by the blood of the lamb and go to heaven with us There are places in our country, if you dare to declare that publicly, you will be arrested. Some could even call you a a hater and bring you under a hate crime and even under a terrorist law. May I say to you, not at any point in time anywhere in the world, in the history of the church, are Christians immune to persecution. We're living in an increasingly hardship kind of day. By the power of God, forcing Christendom to say yes I am a born-again, bought-by-the-blood, spirit-baptized, Bible-believing Christian. Or, I'm of a church that rejects a lot of what was anti-cultural in the scriptures. And I just think that according to Jesus' law, we us all love everybody. We need to be divided. 
The gospel of Jesus Christ divides asunder. The word of God, book of Hebrews chapter 4, the word of God like a sharp two-edged sword divides. The gospel of Jesus Christ will do one of two things. It will, it will call out, strengthen, comfort, and separate the real believer. And in that comfort, guarantee his eternal life. Or it will cut out and guarantee the damnation and judgment of the unbeliever. The gospel of Jesus Christ, as surely as it calls the believer to heaven condemns the unbeliever to hell. I'm praying many times a day, especially for my grandchildren. They are being forced to read things and see things and hear things, strange fire, strange things. And maybe even encouraged to participate in activities that are totally unbiblical. We faced that in a previous, I won't go there. But I read daily. I told you last time I think how in Utah, a certain district had forbidden the Bible in school. You can't read it. It's forbidden. Because it's, they said it was vulgar. <laughs> and yet, they can secretly teach your child something that is not vulgar. The time is coming and yea is already here where you had better decide which side you're on. You cannot, Christ himself said it in Matthew 12. You are either for me or against me. There is no middle ground. There is no straddling the fence. We're being faced with darkness in our culture that is forcing us either into compromise or into absolute faith, one or the other. And there won't be a middle ground. I'm telling you, there is no middle ground. I read a story from World War II. Two SS Nazi agents drove up. They had heard that there was a Christian gathering on Sunday in a barn. They came up on motorcycles, two of them. Threw the door open, pulled open their submachine guns and said, I want to know if you're a Christian, you stay here. Everybody else leave. Well, a cloud of dust left a very few. The others ran away. Those Nazi soldiers lowered their guns, took off their Nazi helmets and knelt on their knees. And they say, we've come to worship with you. We only want to worship with true Christians. Real Christians who will die if they have to. 
to stand on the word of God. This is how they were in Peter's day. Nero, the king of the world, had come against the Christians. And they were scattered. Peter writes to them. They had scattered toward the east in Turkey, a region known as Asia back in the Roman day. He writes to them. He writes to them to give them hope. Remember how his letter started. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, he said to the scattered elect of the dispersion in those regions of Turkey, the scattered elect of the dispersion, according to the foreknowledge of God, by the sanctification of the Spirit, into the obedience of the sprinkled blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the work of the triune God, in the lives of the elect of God scattered. We saw those words, how they were words that identified that God had put them where they were there on top of a, on, on, on top of a community where they were to spread the word, sow the seed, diaspora, through the seed, dispersion, scattered elect, put where God intended for you to be, because you are real Christians and you're suffering. But in your suffering, you still have the obligation to scatter the seed. If they may call you a hater of mankind. But there is no greater love that we can have for the human race than to plead with them to come to Christ by faith. To confess your sin. And to repent of your sin and be saved. Repentance and faith. Repentance. Jesus Christ himself in the early part of Mark's gospel. This is his first sermon. Repent and believe the gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ. Now. These faithful saints, they're impoverished. The world is against them. But they know by the word of the apostle, they are where God intended for them to be. He goes on, he says, grace and peace be multiplied to you. Then he says, blessed be the Father and God of our Lord Jesus Christ who has caused you to be born again. To receive an undefiled, unfaded, imperishable inheritance kept for and guarded over for you by God Himself, by the power of God. That's what He says. For a salvation that is ready to be revealed. Apocalypsis, that, you remember that word? That's the word that they, that is the first word of the last book of the Bible. Ready to be revealed. Now, we pick up on that, okay? Proven faith. Would you open God's precious holy word to 1 Peter chapter 1, and we're in verses 6 and 7. He starts out in this part. 
telling them that even in sorrow, there is joy. Listen, he is, he is addressing the reality of persecution and what they're facing, the reality of it. And it's sorrowful, the tribulations, the trials, but there's joy in it. Here he goes. He starts out like this in verse six. In this, you greatly rejoice. And ho, in this, ho, I have it. Yeah, I made it bold. I don't know if you can tell that or not. It looks like a W. It's an omega. Well, anyway, listen, that's a relative pronoun. Every, every jot and tittle of God's word is important. Oh, that I might extract everything that I can from even a word like that one little letter word. It's translated this or that or which. It's a relative pronoun. It has to relate to something that is an antecedent that precedes it. So therefore, it being in the dative and it being also in the masculine means that it has to reference something in that gender, masculine. So, in what do we greatly rejoice? Well, I just went over some of it in the previous. Here it is. You're chosen by God the Father. The world can't take that away from you. You are sanctified by the Spirit. You have the Spirit to teach you and to guide you and to guard you. And red flags will go up when the Holy Spirit knows something's wrong. You can say in your heart by the power of the Holy Spirit, this ain't right. Something's wrong here. The Holy Spirit of God gives us this, this unnerving feeling. We're sanctified, set apart as a holy vessel. Not that we're good or just that God has set us apart because we're his. Now the Holy Spirit teaches us and enables us to live in a world that hates us, that hates God and his Christ, that hates the word of God, that hates the people of God, that hates the assembly of God, that hates the true preaching and teaching of God's word. They hate it. It is the job of the world to somehow finally conspire, in the case of the United States of America, by academia, by the corporate world, by the by the administrative governing world all coming together against God and his Christ. We're separated from that by the power of the Holy Spirit that God has deposited into our lives as a down payment, as a pledge. And we're cleansed by the blood of the Son. We have this cleansing into the sprinkling and the blood, you go back and look at it, the blood of Jesus Christ is speaking to us. The blood of Christ calls us. The blood of Christ speaks to us. It speaks to those who are God's people. It doesn't speak to the world in this sense. When I look at the blood of Jesus Christ, I note how God Almighty, the creator of everything, sent his only son to die on a cross, a cruel death 
the ripping of his flesh, the bleeding out of his blood, the crucifixion, the cruelest of all executions in the ancient world. So that he could pay for my redemption. The blood of Jesus Christ teaches me that there is sin and it is horrible. And that the only thing that can pay for it is the precious blood of the Son of God. That's what it says to me. The rest of the world, they don't care unless God calls them into Christ. They don't care about the blood of Christ. They laugh. I can't, I, you know, I can't remember this actor's name. He's very popular. He played Captain America. He played the, uh, he played the fast guy, the, the flaming guy in the, no, not Flash. Fantastic Four. Chris Evans. Just recently, he was interviewed. I saw this on YouTube. I have never heard such blasphemy and mockery against the God of heaven, his word, his son, and his people. I've never heard such in my life. You couldn't pay me to go back and watch this guy in some movie. He's horribly, terribly lost. He has influence over people just because he's an actor. He's a nothing to me. I pray for his soul. Maybe somebody somewhere, somehow, someday will cross his path according to the purpose of God and say the exact thing and the Spirit of God will call him into Christ. I hope that's so. But as of now, he is reprobate and undone. I've heard others in the same way blaspheme God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. You blaspheme the Holy Spirit, that's it. There's, Jesus said it himself. There's no hope for you in this world nor in the world to come. You're lost. and Lost forever. There is no payment for you to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. But in this, the scattered elect are rejoicing such as we should as well. Chosen by the Father, sanctified by the Spirit, cleansed by the blood of the Son, God has, been, has caused us to be born again. We are not what we were. We have a spiritual life. We are spiritually alive, no longer spiritually dead. We are alive in Christ and we will live forever. And God has given to us an inheritance that cannot perish. It cannot be defiled and it can never be diminished. It is for me, awaiting me in heaven. And God is keeping us safe in the family for that inheritance. In this, rejoice. Now, what about these trials? Some of you may have already faced them. Maybe already you've had to take a stand at work. Somebody tried to force you to do something that you knew was unbiblical and you could not cross that line. I don't know. Gird up your loins, it's coming. In this, you greatly rejoice, number one. 
these persecutions are going to help you. They're going to help you. Man, I'll tell you, I can only speak for myself. And I've been a pastor. As I was thinking about this, I I sort of relived my life. I went down the road of my pastoral work. This is my fifth church. I have been called names. I have been lied about. I have been blacklisted and, and I have been cursed at by deacons. My faith has been questioned. And I have suffered. I haven't been put on a whipping post, not yet. But I think of the things and the times that I have suffered. And all you can do is hang your head. You know, man, the martial artist in me wants to throw an arc hand right, right to the throat. And watch that person gag <laughs> while I laugh. But I can't do that. Man, I want to. And I have to ask forgiveness. Those thoughts run through my mind. I say, man, you're gonna, you don't know what a fast thumb is until you see it briefly in the corner of your eye. And it's the last thing you'll ever see. Well, you know, these things, oh, God, please. Peter said, stand up for I too am just a man. But the Holy Spirit of God restrains me. Thank God for it. Things that I've wanted to do. Things that I've wanted to say. You know, I'm a smart aleck. You, you can't outsmart aleck me. But I have to swallow it. In Christ, man of God, standing on the scriptures, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Payday, someday. I'm expecting my persecution will worsen because I love the word of God. I love Jesus. I have reverential awe and fear of the Father. I long for heaven. I will tell the world there is no way but Christ. There is no name given under heaven by which we must be saved except the name of Jesus. This is my life and I will teach the Bible and I will teach it. <laughs> there are all kind of weird reports about UFOs and aliens and all this kind of stuff. I haven't seen one. If I see one, I'm going to tell him he needs to be saved. And he probably will curse and swear the name of Jesus because it's just a demon appearing out of somewhere. Let me tell you, I already have it in my heart what a privilege it would be to suffer for Christ, to thank God for the privilege. It's coming for some of you, especially the younger of you. You'll be tested. You'll discover whether or not you're really in Christ. It'll come. 
You'll either fold and collapse, I pray that you won't, or you'll stand firm and true. And there's a reason for that. We're going to get to it here. You rejoice greatly, even though now for a little while. Now, let me talk on that little while right there. Okay. Oligan, Oligan, Oligan. It's there, Oligan. That means a small, brief, almost insignificant thing. A brief time. In other words, I'm already, if God gives me to July 4th, I'm going to be 72. There are times I never thought I'd get that far. Now, here I am. I don't know. Mother lived to be 101. Daddy lived to be 86. My grandmother lived one of them to 92, one of them to 98. I'll tell you, when, when I can't go to the bathroom alone, it's too far gone for me. I, I'll just throw that in there. But you know, I don't care how long I live. Methuselah, what, 969? These guys, but this life is just a brief moment. It's a shadow. It's a vapor. I was driving home from somewhere and it was weird. It was like one of those days where it was hot and it's getting cold or it was cold and it's getting hot and steam was coming up and there was vapor coming up on that, that rise, that hill coming through Priceville. And I was watching it. And it was kind of significant when I saw it. But I didn't go two miles until that thing had disappeared. The Bible says that's life. The Bible uses that as an illustration of life. It seems like only yesterday I was in, what, high school, elementary school, being mean and, and killing cats. I'm sorry. <laughs> Where is she? I'm sorry. I, it's just okay. I just, I had a bad experience with a cat one time. He he, he lost control of his bowels while he was jumping on me, and I just, that's probably more than you needed to know. I don't kill cats anymore. I'll help them if they need help. That's how I am. Well, I got out of that. I grew out of it. But it just seems like yesterday I was throwing a cat up against the brick wall of the church. Okay. Or just had started driving, scared to death to call a girl to ask her out. I ain't going, yeah, no, I'm not going, yeah, well, she'll say no. I'll be crushed. My life will be over. <laughs> she will tell everybody laughing at me that I called. And she said no. You know, it just seemed like yesterday that I was a timid idiot in high school. She knows what kind of a timid idiot I am. <laughs> but life has gone. 72 years old in July. Doesn't seem right. I still have a sixth grade boy mentality. I do. Now, I'm not gonna, I'm, it's redeemed. I'm not going to go out and kill animals. I. Well, there was this wild raccoon not long ago that almost... <laughs> met his maker he may have I don't even I don't want to hit a bird I don't want to run over a squirrel you, you, know, you know this I can't it just breaks my heart my life has changed but it just seems like yesterday the old song says yesterday when I was young look it's gone 
there's not that much left of it physically for me. The vast part of it is already gone. Already gone. That's that little while. Just a little while. Some infinitely glorious day. Christ will fulfill his promise to me. Christ who said, where I am, there you will be also. And I will be in his presence. And if it's not by rapture, then in heaven I will be awaiting my resurrection. Awaiting my glorified body. And when it's given to me, I will live with joy, blessing, and power into the ages of the ages of the ages, rejoicing in the presence of my Savior and my Creator. Looking back, saying it was such a brief moment of my existence, just a little while. Even though if now for a little while, number two, it is inevitable. It must, literally the word means it must happen. If you're a Christian, if you're a real Christian, it's just automatic. The world hates you. The world can't help it. That is the fallen nature of man. And the world, the job of the world is to destroy God and his Christ and his people. That's their work. That's their joy. They conspire to do it. And the world increasingly will hate us. Already having gained a, gained a strong foothold in our own blessed country. It's coming. And it may be tough, especially for you younger people. God bless you. You're already in my prayers. Oh, that God would protect you. But it's coming and you're either going to be for real or not. One or the other. But it's just a little while. These people to whom he was writing, some of them were already being killed. But it's just a little while. Because it's necessary. It has to happen. This shows that you're not of the world. Boy, if we get along with all the world, something's wrong with us. W.A. Criswell once said, if everybody is your friend, you better check up on yourself. The gospel of Jesus Christ, our faith in the word of God, our hope in heaven. These, this separates us from everybody else. Born again, a part of the eternal kingdom. It's necessary. It's going to happen. What is? You're vexing, you're grieving, you're severe sorrow. That's number three. How's it going to happen? By various trials. Now the word literally means many colored or diverse, many colored. You'll be tried. <laughs> yes, the rainbow flag will test you. You'll be tried in all kinds of ways. You're not immune in anything that you do or anywhere you go, not even in church. I can give a testimony. Would you like a testimony? You'll find trials. But my father in the ministry, one of my fathers in the ministry, Dr. Herman Cobb, gave me a, a very valuable set of books. It's been out of print for quite some time, and he wrote in the front of it, Charles, 
Always be true to the word of God. And the God of the word will always be true to you. And God has never failed me. Man, my flesh has been tested. And I have had struggles with myself and I came to understand what Paul wrote in Romans 7 when he said, who will deliver me from this body of death? The things that I do, I don't want to do. The things that I don't want to do, those are the things that I do. Who's going to deliver me from this body of death? We all have to pass through that. But we're delivered by the power of God. Diverse trials. They come in every way, in every form, in every color. And the word trial, you see that word, parasmois, parasmois. It's a metallurgical word. It speaks of the purification, especially of gold. Gold ore. I've never had any. I read about it. You take it out of the ground and stuck to it are earth materials. Now there's gold in there. But it's part of stuff that's nasty and worthless. And it has to be tried by fire. That's what the word means. It has to be subjected to fire because gold has a low melting point. It just melts and trickles itself away and separates from the rest of that dross. This is what trials will do for us. It separates us. When we need to be separated from something that is increasingly becoming important to us, the fire will come and the gold will shine and it will be separated from the dross. This is what he's saying. And that fire will come in every kind of way that you can imagine. That's what's said here. Well, he goes on. So that. Why? Why? So that the proof of your faith, being more precious than that gold, which is perishable, even though testing, tested by fire, the proof of my faith, Every time I faced a trial and God carried me through that trial, I thought, man, that was rough. And somewhere along the road of life, I faced a more severe trial. There is in karate an important element striking the makarara, the kwango, the makiwara. It's a post, maybe two by four. You wrap it with rope. Rope. You start hitting it. A thousand times a day. You break the skin. It bleeds. So what? Over and over. Pat, God bless her. She didn't know all this about me. We got married. I had a pot out in the yard. It was an old barbecue pit, but you get slag from the steel plant. And that stuff easily conducts heat. And I'd put a fire under it. And I'd hold it in the fire and that heat falls. I'd pull it back. Here's what's happening. It's toughening the hand. So that the hand becomes like a hammer. And can drive through anything. These trials are the same way. The next trial was, weak, was stronger 
than the one before. But because I had been toughened by what I went through before, I could hold on, maybe barely, but I could hold on. And then I became stronger for the next one and stronger for the next one until finally the greatest trial of my life, death, stares at me in the face. But because I have been brought through all of the other trials, I think the presence of the Spirit is going to make that one kind of pleasant, easy. Toughens us. Various trials. In this you greatly rejoice so that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable, though tested by fire, that gold that separates itself from dross, you're more precious than that. And what separates you, the work of the Lord in your life, separating you from the things of this world, because you're more precious than gold itself. You'll be tested, yes, sir. So that the proof of your faith, more precious than gold, perishable, even though tested by fire. Number six, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor. There's a great day coming when all of the encumbrances of physical human life will be dropped away and go into the ground. And I will stand before my king that I, that I might give him praise and glory and honor. When Christ hung on the cross, one of the two criminals became a believer. Here's what he said. Very simple statement. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Now Christ had pasted, nailed above his head, king of the Jews. And God enlightened him to a truth that the other one could not grasp. You are a king. You have an eternal kingdom. And I want to be with you in your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Paradisos. Para means around. That means a wall. It means to be walled about or walled around. It's an old it's an old oriental term that spoke of the vast estate and gardens and fountains and pools and lake, whatever that surrounded the castle of the king. Always flowers in bloom. It smelled so great. Everything was just perfectly cut. And the king had walkways and he would walk every day in his paradise. From time to time, his assistants would say to him, Oh, great king, we have an honored citizen here who has done great things for the, for the kingdom. The king would say, Today he will walk with me in paradise. And we'll just have a time of talking. This is what the king of kings granted to the criminal. Today you will walk with me. In paradise. 
And it was to the praise and honor and glory of the Savior who hung on the cross. Number seven, we suffer in this life. This life has been gone. And we're in his presence to give him honor and glory and praise. And we're all together to sing the new song at the revelation of Jesus Christ, the apocalypse, the, uh, the unveiling at the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is what the whole last book is about. When at last, all of us together, the cherubim will fall and cover their faces. The elders will throw their crowns and fall. And the saints of God, as far as you can see, will together sing a new song. Finally, finally, at the unveiling, at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he came into this world to save sinners. God calls out to us in his word that we should admit that we're sinners, believe in Jesus as our Savior, and confess and our sins and call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that is written in both Testaments. What was written in the Old Testament is quoted three times in the New Testament. In just a moment, we're going to be dismissed from this service. And as you exit, you're going to see right across the hall two rooms. And there'll be deacons and wives there waiting to pray with you. If God is calling you to come to Christ, you'll know it. You step in there, they'll pray with you. Maybe you're here, you're already a Christian, and God leads you to come and be a part of this congregation. You are invited to come and join us. They stand ready to talk to you about that, to take care of all the details of church membership. So with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, let's stand together and pray.